Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What's going on, everybody? Fat to Bear here, and we are back, 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 back again. It is the month of September. Is it still September? Can can somebody wake me up when September ends? Uh, boo. No. 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 Uh, <laughs> Listen. That fruit's on the ground. It's so low. I have not uh, even seen that meme so far this year, and I'm quite amazed. Because it's low tier. It's a low tier meme. And now something but like it's... if you wanted to do, uh, do you remember the 21st day of September. It's not the 21st yet, though. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure we'll that. see that. <laughs> and That's I hope true. we see that. You say, you say, oh, it's low-hanging fruit. Like, we don't get the goddamn in sync. it's gonna be May <laughs> meme every fucking year. And it's... Every top, year. See, that's top tier, though. That That is... One I thought that was canceled. I thought they stopped doing that I, and they replaced it. No, no they the, should, because Britney Justin Spears. Timberlake needs to go away. Well, it sinks a- back, from what I can tell. Oh, really? They showed up at the VMAs yeah. all together. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they're, they're all releasing doing a song, song on the yeah. new Trolls yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Um, yeah, no, uh, this year I saw Britney um, something. I forgot. I don't know the memes. I can't remember. It's but gonna it was- be, man. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> That's so. the NSYNC one. Well, that's the yeah. NSYNC one. Oh, no. Um, no, I like the, um, I like the, the Adele one. That replaced it. Hello, <laughs> it's May. <laughs> that one's good too. Yeah, I like that one. That's Mostly my favorite because, one that, to replace it. Because you know that Adele would definitely be down. Like 100%, she would find that shit funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe so as well. Well, obviously, we are not here today to talk about. May the- uh, May memes or September memes or the 21st night of September, which is around the time that this episode will be coming out. So those memes may be showing up in your feed alongside with our episode. But I'm going to post them. I mean, sure, go for it. That's that's what we expect of you. <laughs> uh, but we are here, uh, and I've listened. We've all been talking, and the voices are there, but I caught myself before going to just start the episode i was just gonna roll right into talking about things and not introduce everybody but it's pat to bear here and i'm being joined by a whole gaggle of gays in eric hello bj hey what's up and brian hello 
And we are convened at the round table of pop culture goodness to talk about the month in pop culture. I think we all have very current or current-ish, current adjacent topics for you this month. Uh, and, and we're excited to to chat about them. And I think uh, it is as good a time as any to just dive right on into the fun to be had. Eric, would you like to kick us off? What is your topic for this episode? Make it fun, Eric. How? <laughs> um, so you have like a clown horn or something. <laughs> <laughs> However, horn sounds go. I don't Hype know. horn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a movie that just came to Hulu. It was released uh, over the summer in July. Uh, is Theater Camp, uh, which was a smaller release, uh, kind of a niche market, if you will, for the for the theater kids. Uh, which I know I am, but I don't know. Any I mean, of the rest I of you was, theater kids. I was in band drama, and because I was in band and drama, I couldn't be in chorus. So I'm pretty sure if my schedule aligned, I would have been a massive theater kid. Um, the chorus teacher, and I quote, um, said, How dare you know how to sing? And you decide to go to the drama club you brat. And then he stormed out of the room. So naturally he was a massive homosexual. Uh, <laughs> it's not, I thought that was like a requirement. If you're teaching a uh, theater or, uh, or a chorus uh, as a male or a male presenting, I, I don't think I've ever, Oh, is that true? Maybe one, one in like hundred I have met. And we're, so several of us are in a music fraternity. So we deal with a lot of uh, folks that are in those fields and, it's like not a thing. It's it. It is a thing. No, it is a thing, and I'm sure that there are amazing people out there who are in no way, shape, or form denying their sexuality because <laughs> of societal standards. Uh, but yes, I think you're right. It's a very dangerous stereotype that you are perpetuating, Mr. Brian, Listen. and I think that you should be canceled for it. Yeah, that, hashtag that whole- <laughs> Brian is over party. <laughs> that get that, it trending that- on Twitter. <laughs> That most homosexuals can carry a tune? Yeah, no, that is definitely something you do not want to perpetuate because I think you will be you... shocked and appalled. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure someone out there is canceling me, and that's fine. But no, I I, I was in the same boat, I think, BJ. I, I was a band nerd. I wanted to sing. I wanted to do theater. The closest I got – I did sing a little bit. I was in a little bit of chorus. But I did get to play in the pit crew on multiple high school and middle school productions of musicals. And that was a lot of fun. So I'm glad I got to be a part of the theater in some way, but I never went to theater camp. So I, I can't quite relate. Yeah. You I got to be salty. I don't want oh. to hear this. <laughs> so, so we're excluding the part of my life that uh, was when I was much younger, uh, though we have referred to it on the show. So I guess I can't exclude it. Uh, yeah. I got cajoled into uh, church productions of very <laughs> mediocre Christian musicals as a singing book. And I wasn't salty. Yikes. I was rhythm. I was one of the oh. kids. Uh, 
I, I always forget. I, I was going to say salmi, but then I was like, no, it's salty. No, I'm close mm, enough. It should be salty, you know, but, uh, <laughs> oh man, I just thinking back to that, those musicals are so bad, but I guess for the time, like if you're going to have a little gay kid have to be involved in church activities, like, yeah, musicals, of course, <laughs> even if they're whatever. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't homophobic, at least. It's my memory. They were very life affirming, pure, positive Christian values without the, the bullshit and the hatred. So it was, it was not, yeah, it wasn't too bad. But that's my only theater claim to fame. <laughs> yeah, I have none. I, I have no real theater claim to fame. I've never been in any shows, never done any of that. Don't play an instrument. Um, I sing a karaoke many times. And when I hosted on certain nights, I uh, sang a lot at the bar, but that's about it. <laughs> um, but speaking of this film and when it was released and being kind of a niche movie, didn't this open up almost ex- uh, like directly against barbie and oppenheimer like didn't isn't that part of the reason why it kind of got swallowed in the abyss yeah but also sub based on the subject matter it was going to be a smaller movie it was indie well, release yeah. from searchlight um yeah. i mean it got <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I wasn't gonna say it was gonna be you know a billion dollar film but <laughs> <laughs> it kind of got swept under the rug i only know that because i went to my friend Dan had a birthday gathering around that same time. And uh, he is a another band geek. Uh, I say that was all the love and respect to band geeks everywhere. Um, and, and a couple of people at the party and Dan, I think, as well, were talking about the film. So that's where I heard about it. And when you said you were talking about it, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like Eric saw it in the theaters. I didn't realize it was on Hulu now. Yeah, it was just released on Wednesday, uh, so the the twelfth, uh, right? That nice. Yeah, yeah. Or three 13th. days ago, twelfth yeah. <laughs> or thirteenth, one of the two. Anyway, time is, time is a construct. Tear it apart. <laughs> and I mean, also, this was going to be smaller because Ben Platt's last movie, uh, the adaptation of Dear Evan Hansen, yikes, was was not well received. Yikes. Um, so um, we could say that people were a little cautious about his uh, uh, movie uh, career. Uh, but this movie was co-written by himself and his fiance Noah Galvin, and two of their friends, Molly Gordon and Nick Lieberman. And the later two uh, co-directed the film, uh, which was their... Um, directorial debuts uh, but it was um, a feature length adaptation of a 2020 short film that they had done together um, and it uh, and it's about kids gathering all over to attend Adirondacks with Axe at the end A-C-T-S oh no I thought A-X-C I thought <laughs> No, the Adirondack. Was, like was this supposed Axe. to be a Pray the Gay Away uh, summer camp? <laughs> that would be the, the plot the, twist you never saw coming. The total opposite. <laughs> um, but it's a scrappy theater camp in upstate New York. That's a haven for budding performers. After its indomitable founder, Joan, falls into a coma, her clueless crypto bro son, Troy, is tasked with keeping the thespian paradise running. 
Um, and of course the camp is slated for foreclosure. So he has to come up with ways to save the camp, uh, including renting out one of the cabins as an Airbnb, um, using the kids to host uh, fancy dinner parties. Um, and also uh, in the final performances, getting other douchey crypto bro uh, uh, influencers to come and try and invest in the camp. Uh, but it's a lot this of fun. This film is going to age poorly in some ways, is it? This, isn't it? Okay, so throughout the entirety <laughs> of, of this segment, all I can think of, does anybody remember an older movie, I think it was in the 90s, called Camp? Yes. It was an indie film. This fee, it almost feels it's like the spiritual successor to that movie. Almost, it, it just everything about it because I, I I saw some of it and it made me feel it reminded me of that movie a lot. In a lot of ways, it is camp featured more. It was more of a lens on the kids itself, mm-hmm. whereas theater camp is focused more on the counselors and adults. Okay, and. Yes, the kids are there and they're adorable. And sometimes just their reactions to what the crazy adults are doing is the joke and the fun of the movie. Uh, But it's more so on the adults. This one is. Um, But it has great cameos, including Amy Sedaris as the Joan, the owner of the camp, who is absent for most of the movie because she's in a coma. (laughs) Um, I I think my I think my favorite kid in the movie though um, is this kid who he is an aspiring agent so he spends his entire time tying up the camp's landline trying to sign these kids uh, and sell them to producers Uh, (laughs) not sell like oh, wait, what <laughs> i mean let's be Promote. clear how, how our current society views children <laughs> you aren't wrong sir you are cor- okay. you're technically correct the best kind of correct or the worst <laughs> kind in this space so i mean there, i can't remember what show it was but it's that line where it's just like it's children they're practically slaves like so <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I did uh, not. But, I did not take it as like <laughs> extolling their virtue and their talents. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a Wayfair conspiracy or an Overstock conspiracy. <laughs> no, nothing at this level. Um, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, now, who who does uh, who does Ben Platt play? Is he the one? Is he the crypto bro? No, no, he he's is. Not, he's not going to this theater camp as a child, is he? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, no. Uh, this this time he is playing an adult because he is an adult <laughs> and should not play uh, children. Um, but no, he is the director of drama at the camp. Um, and his friend Molly Gordon plays the director of music. And so um, they are the kind of two main characters of the movie, I would guess. Although it's pretty pretty much an ensemble uh, cast. Um, Noah Galvin plays kind of the uh, set designer. 
um, and all that. But it turns out in the end, he is an amazing dancer and singer and has to rescue the show. Um, uh, Jimmy Tatro, who is a familiar face, but I can't name any of the things he's been in except for he was a character in 22 Jump Street. Um, he plays wow. the Crypto Bro son who ha- knows nothing about uh, theater culture. And so he's the fish out of water. Um, yeah, but it also has uh, roles for uh, Ayo Edabiri. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce her last name. Um, and uh, Patty Harrison. Uh, but yeah, all in all, it's just a fun, cute movie. And it made me really uh, nostalgic for being in theater. Why, why be nostalgic? I mean, we've got we've got a music guy. Um, we've got a producer. I mean, we should put on a show. <laughs> no. <laughs> the look on everybody's face. It's it's not that I, it's not that it's a bad idea. I think we're all just at the point in our lives where we're like, no. Is it not? <laughs> no. Sorry. I wish. Oh my god. Oh, Pat, you've got to pull. I, I I have to pull the look on y'all's faces. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> like, Is it like all of, I? Everybody smelled a fart at the same time. <laughs> everybody was like, "No, absolutely not." Like we if love that was theater, in but- comments. If that was a written comment, I would have responded to it with the gif of Michelle Visage just <laughs> wagging her finger. No. That is all oh. it would have that's all the response you would have gotten at that point. You don't wanna you don't wanna put on a flame on original theatrical production. <laughs> the more I say it, Brian's face just <laughs> disapproving like <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. That's not my face. My face is more, I'm just, I'm running the numbers in my head. I'm running the the time it's going to take. And then I'm trying to <laughs> deduct that from my current life of nonsense and crazy. And yeah, computer says no. Like that I legitimately, no, no. So here's the thing. I legitimately am interested in making content these days. I'm trying to find ways to like find time to do fun stuff and it don't fit. I don't care how much lube you use. That's not happening. <laughs> it's just, it's just basic. Uh, that's yeah. the title of our show. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much. Lube oh, you well, use. no, no, no. If we're doing a flame on musical, it's gotta be you dry. <laughs> because honestly, <laughs> the, the, the wet guy. And then the subsequent episodes that came out of our interview of the wet guy is really, uh our origin story in many ways. Like oh, you have a little right. bit before, of course, and you've got a lot after, but Oh my God, if you're going to start, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> pay homage to the past. Flame on the TikTok musical chronicling the <laughs> life and times <laughs> of the little podcast that shouldn't. Oh, it doesn't know how to die. Um, if we have, uh, here's, here's my promise. If we have another pandemic, <laughs> which I don't want at all. 
Hey, see y'all hey, in a hundred years. We're, we're we'll, do about, our own, we'll do our own Ratatouille the musical project together. As, How's that? as of this recording, we are T minus eight days till a government shutdown. So me and Brian might have a lot of time on our hands. Oh, honey, <laughs> I wish. No, I, I'm in the worst of positions. I have oh, to keep working and I don't get paid. No. That's where I'm at. Uh, oh. And I will be in a foreign country when that happens, which is probably not going to be a problem at all. Of course, why would it? Uh, yeah, all of that. So, why am I working? Oh, a Brian story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I had Eric. I had to ask you about Ben Platt's character because when you said Noah Galvin, I was like, wait a minute, I know the name, and I, I, I for I don't follow Ben Platt, but I was like, wait a minute, isn't he with? That kid from the real O'Neills, yes, who has also been a guest judge on (laughs) on Drag Race. They've both been at at separate times. They've both been guest judges on RuPaul's Drag Race, and I thought to myself, "God damn, not this old man predator grabbing this little child and making him his child bride." And then I googled. They're Noah both Galvin. the same age. Oh, you ruined the joke there, but yes. <laughs> I mean, Noah I Galvin like, definitely oh. looks like a child compared to Ben Platt. See, he but should have he should have been age. in that last movie. He should have been in that last movie, Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> well, and I saw I, I saw on IMDb, like he has a beard now. He looks older. Yeah, he definitely looks a lot older. But when you're talking like the real O'Neills and and kind of that era where he came to a bit more mainstream prominence, because I still don't think that he's like a major star or celebrity. But I watched the real O'Neills, you know, for as bad as the show was. I thought the dad was hot, so whatever. I'm gonna <laughs> continue watching. And he looked like he was twelve, and he was probably what twenty at that point. But Ben Platt looks like he has been hit with the age stick a few times too many. And for all of the all of the the pushback and the shit talking that was done by the internet when he played when he reprised his role as Evan Hansen in or is no, I'm not he's it's his the as the lead in Dear Evan Hansen, because he's not Evan Hansen, right? He is Evan Hansen. Oh, he is Evan Hansen. Okay. I was like, I haven't seen the show, so I don't know what I'm talking about from the story. Uh, I just know that he's got a broken arm. It's all I know. Uh, but it was like, oh, this man, is, this this old man should not be. Oh, he's 29. Oh. Oh. Like Mayo is what they say. Like Mayo. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy Tatro, pretty hot. <laughs> Hasn't been really anything major either. Nope. But hey. <laughs> hot douchey crypto, bro. I could see it. Apparently he's in The Machine. The Burt Kreischer movie based off of his comedy sketch. Or oh, Jesus. a comedy story. Oh, yeah. Lord. I don't know. I'm that, tired that's my of finding him attractive. Thanks. Yeah, it was, it was just a small movie with yeah, no nobody super famous other than Amy Sedaris. But like I said, she's in it for like a grand total of five minutes. Um, <laughs> That's all they could afford. They couldn't afford to pay her more. 
<laughs> what would have been the best with her, and I didn't see this, so maybe they did this. Do you remember Strangers of Candy when she was Jerry Blank and her stepfather was like, had a stroke and in the hospital and sort of like stuck in a position, like in a, in a coma, maybe? I don't know. I was just thinking that would have been funny if she like called back to that like Comedy Central show from the 2000s. Oh my God. Or 90s. I don't even remember how old that was. That was the 90s, buddy. Ooh. That was the 90s. The movie, I think the movie finishing the series came out in the 2000s. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah, I just, I just would love to. That, that's, that, that's one of the deepest cuts I think they could have ever done. Considering probably no one, unless they have children uh, over the age of, well, actually, wait a minute, you, you saw it. A lot of people probably uh, will, 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 <laughs> from that age group won't be seeing this film. I don't know. I think the last semi-mainstream reference to Strangers with Candy was um, about eight years ago, seven years ago, on season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race when Amy and David Sedaris were guest judges and they made the Queens do a Jerry Blank dance number yeah, before <laughs> the ball, I think it was. Yep. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> well, they were just talking about that on Race Chasers, right? And it was like, yeah. how many of those Queens? And this was, what, season eight? So what is that, yeah. seven years ago? Ish? About eight years ago, it filmed. Yeah. Eight, eight, almost nine years ago. A lot of those queens at the time had never seen or heard of Strangers with Candy and had any clue. So, uh, yeah, it's they were just smiling and nodding for the producers. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were like, oh do. my god, it's so much fun! She's so funny. <laughs> Overall, what would you give this film as a flavoring? <laughs> I'd give it a, a three and a half flames. Uh, it was it was good. It was fun. It's cute. It's not amazing, but it's it's nice. How many trees would you chop down at Camp Adirondack to to make fires for your flame rating? <laughs> Just a couple small ones. All right, all right. How many how many children would you sell? <laughs> Never mind. We're going down a we're going down a bad road here. No, we're just going down the road that almost happened to you, sir, uh, when you right. went when you ran off into the wilds to go see some gladiators. Uh, I did not run off. I was dropped off by my mother. Okay. okay. <laughs> Yes, as a callback to uh, when I talked about the American Gladiators a few episodes ago, it was like two months ago, and that was like the June or July roundup episode, I I have to clear out the the office, the office that I'm recording in, I need to clear it out uh, over the next like week and a half, and I just happened to, I was done with working, I just, I could not, I could not and I opened up uh, one of the bags that had some photos in it because I'm like, most of the stuff in this closet I have not touched in the three and a half years I've lived in this apartment. I probably could get rid of a lot of it. There's a lot of old manuals, a lot of old, you know, stuff that's in there that I have not seen in forever. <laughs> and I take, the, I take the, the photo album, I move it, and the first picture on top is the photo of me with Sky, the American Gladiator, followed by the picture of me with Tower where it looks like he is going to stab me in the neck <laughs> with a marker that he has in his hands. And, uh, evidence. yeah. It, it's evidence. 
Yeah, I, I I snapped a picture with my phone and sent it to the boys so that way they could uh, see pictures, photo evidence of me in my little dress shirt and slacks. Because again, going to see the American Gladiators when you get the VIP dinner package, my mother was like, nope, you've got to look presentable and fun. So yeah, yeah that, that was me at about 10 years old. So maybe... Maybe she put that on the we'll Instagram. Post the picture. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I do not yet give consent to post that photo to the internet. <laughs> Just saying, but but yes. So theater camp now on Hulu. If you hadn't heard about it and it's intri- uh, piqued your interest, or if you were intrigued but did not get a chance to see it in the theater, maybe you were busy on your fourth. Uh, a showing of Barbie, then uh, yeah, check it out streaming on Hulu now and uh, let us know what you think. Share in those nostalgic memories with Eric and um, let us know what you thought about the film. Let's swing it over to Brian. What are you going to talk about today? So I was very tickled by a show that I guess is not that recent well recent enough by by you know whatever standards it's uh, it's pretty recent so uh the only problem is for a lot of people unfortunately it is on amazon prime or amazon is it called amazon prime sure amazon Amazon prime video yeah that thing yep. that that network that's not, that, that, that they're not rebranding to amazon plus for some reason yet even though everybody else did um <laughs> they're the only ones so have you guys seen a movie called i think it's sorry for bothering you is that sound familiar i've heard of it um yeah uh, yeah Yeah, i'm I'm sorry for bothering you yes thank you uh produced or directed and i believe written like it's a passion project from uh, boots riley who is a uh african-american amazing like he's like a polyglot right he does music he does social advocacy he does you know jesus like uh, writing producing he's an actor like everything does all of it and uh, the, that movie, uh, so, so sorry for bothering you or whatever. Like I watched that years ago and I was like, oh man, this is pretty trippy and cool. Like it's got like a neat sensibility. It's a little surreal, a little magic realism. Um, but it, after that, I didn't hear anything from him. And I guess he went off and did other things that I just, you know, wasn't, wasn't tracking. But this year he, he had signed like a deal to do television production or television development. He finally put out his like follow up, which is a TV series and it's called, I'm a Virgo. Now, if all you know is the title, which when I watched it, pretty much all I knew, yeah, it's not at all really relevant. Like, I think they use it as a phrase like once or twice, but like, it's not enough. You don't know what you're getting into. And what was delightful about that is I didn't know. And it starts out, there's this like weird scene and you find out it's set in Oakland, California, which I've spent a little bit of time in Oakland because there's a curling club down there and definitely got into know the area and and it's all its glory and all of its uh, interesting uh, areas. Uh, uh, The curling club happens to be in a uh, challenged socioeconomic kind of zone or whatever near the stadium. So, Um, but yeah, like this, this, this show is definitely set in kind of that idea uh, sort of inner city, you can call it Oakland, and it's a, a, a couple, and they're like they're taking a baby, like they're doing something with a baby, and they're taking them to their house. But the baby is like a little larger than it should be, like it's like out of proportion, like it's kind of like a baby giant. 
And you don't get it at first, but over the course of the first like half of that episode, they show this baby growing up to be a 13 foot tall black giant. And they are raising in their house, like trying their best to find a way to fit this 13 foot, which by the way, that's about double your average tallest humans. Like it's, it's actually more than double. So it's pretty damn tall uh, and proportionate to that. So they're trying to keep this, this, uh, I think 18 year old or 17 or eight, yeah, I think he's 17. He's, I think he's 19. Is he nine? Oh, that's right. So he's not 21 yet. That's what it is. You're right. And they're trying to like protect and sort of keep, uh, keep tabs and make sure the world doesn't see him because they don't think that they're, the world's ready for him. His name's Cootie. And he, he's just, he's, 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 he's homeschooled you know he's basically all he's got is the whole world is his parents and so finally of course you know he's outgrowing the house and so they have to build him his own like apartment and that's amazing that's like so you're already getting sort of the surrealist thing with having this giant in this tiny little space and all those you know little things they got to do to make it work for him but then they build this house or apartment and that is just delightful and surreal and crazy the the way they make it look i mean i'm not going to do it justice but like cobbling together out of various like home pieces, this proportionate for a 13 foot, you know, uh, tall person, uh, a house with a bed and, you know, kitchen and just like a place for him to live. So at first he's like, this is great. Oh my God. I love this. Cause he can stand up, you know, he can actually be like himself and he's, he's been hunching down the whole time. But then obviously he starts to sort of see more of the outside world through the, it's like in their backyard. He sees people out in the world. He sees all this stuff. He interacts with a neighbor, the neighbor kind of like, realizes that he's like a he's he's big you know without even seeing him just like through a fence like the neighbors like something's up so so like that first episode you get cootie kind of the point where he's like i gotta break free of this whole thing like i, I gotta be i gotta be with my like my friend I, he had no friends like he's gotta be a human he's gotta have a life and um so that's uh, that's already like pretty cool right that's a good start interesting concept they start layering on things like a superhero, a real life, uber rich like Batman ish figure, uh, and he played by Walter Goggins, who I <laughs> love, and just anytime he shows up, I'm elated. Uh, if you're not familiar, he was uh, baby, was it baby Johnny, baby whatever in um, uh, Righteous Gemstones. He's the the uh, annoying brother who's like trying to swindle him out of everything. Anyway. Uh, it's going to drive me crazy because I can hear his wife saying that name over and over again. Baby, baby, Billy, baby, Billy. That's the name. Uh, he's also in dead, dead, not dead. What he was in justified as uh, one of the main characters. Anyway, great actor. Love him to death. So he's in there is this Batman figure and he's very sparsely like sprinkled in at first. You don't really know much except that he's kind of a dick and he's a vigilante, you know, a freedom fighter. And then they start like layering other characters and you, you think, okay, well this giant's got superpower or he's super he's a giant. But no, every other like one of his friends has like their own ability in their own way. And then he makes like a friend at a fast foods, uh, like a McDonald's knockoff. And she seems to have this is this is my favorite bit. She has like this power to be really fast. So she's kind of like the flash. But whenever she does use her powers, making burgers or doing whatever you see, they play music from Akira. And it's this (laughs) really specific. If you've seen Akira this musical note, like this musical little, uh, it's like a bunch of little kids voices singing. You remember it. It's very like distinct. Right. And they use that when she uses her powers. And I still don't know why, but I called it as soon as I heard it. And then I looked online and sure enough, it's like, Oh yeah, no, that's what that he just, he used it. But 
for no, for whatever reason, you know? Um, and so like shenanigans ensue, like you have a giant running around Oakland. He's like learning how to be a a young adult. He's learning, like he gets, he gets, I'm not going to spoil too much, but he gets like thrown into these situations. Like he's a model for a little while doing like these live installation pieces. Uh, he gets famous on the news, of course. Uh, I think they call him the something squatch. Like he's like a sort of Sasquatchy kind of, um, and then like by the end of this seven episode season, like complete and utter shit hit the fan. Um, so like, that's the plot, right? So there's like other weird shit that they throw in, of course, for good measure. But what I love about the show isn't just that it's like this really unique black creative talent, surrealist show. Like that's great. And it's, it's pretty funny. It's not always like super funny, but it's funny. Oh, and there's like, I'm sorry, there's one more thing. There's like a weird Simpsons, but like not Simpsons as cartoon that they kind of like go cut to and they make not make fun of, but what you see happening is the show is satirizing so many parts of our society and they have like this one, one chick's got a power where she can make like everybody understand, like see like a video or a theater production of what she's explaining. And they do this half episode all about socialism. And how capitalism is horrible. Now, I did read later that Boots Riley is definitely a confirmed socialist. So whatever. That's 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 no no Tino shade, right? But like it gets into class warfare, it gets into the problems of capitalism. And I think it actually makes a really strong case for why capitalism is horrible. Like with superheroes specifically, like there's a culmination with the superhero character. And they make a whole case where it's kind of like it, it, it. So superheroes in this case are kind of standing in for cops. There are cops as well, but you, you see, I think he's trying to go a little more extreme out of the, to, to make that same argument about, you know, the reason we have criminals is because of capitalism and then these police and the superheroes are kind of part of the problem because they're, they're making it harder. And anyway, like, I'm not going to do it justice here, but like, if you like social commentary, and like socioeconomics and you like weird surrealist tv and you haven't seen a good like you know mostly black cast of just amazing actors Uh, i had not seen many of them before um i actually just had the cast pulled up and i lost it um the main character is jerrell jerome who i i think he's done oh man he's done some other stuff but olivia washington brett gray car young uh, alias Barnes. I mean, like a whole cast of like phenomenal like actors that were just and Mike Epps is in it. Yeah, Mike yeah. Epps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, he was in. Um, well, he's going to be in Beyond the Spider Verse, so he actually may have. Oh, he's in Moonlight. That was the big one. He was. Uh, he was in yep. Moonlight. Okay. Uh, and when you see him in this show, he's got like dreads, like half like you know half length uh, dreads. So you don't recognize. Like he does not look like he does normally. Like you're, I was like, wait a minute, that's that's the guy from anyway. So uh, I can't recommend this enough. I know I know I talked to y'all on our chat if you had had a chance because like I really want you to see it. Did BJ? Did you end up watching it? Uh, I watched the first episode, and it's very triggering. <laughs> It's exceptionally triggering because a, so the a good a major part of the theme, especially when it comes to his aunt and uncle, um, is like the fact that they raised him. Essentially, his parents is, and I experienced this growing up. Smart, e- eclectic black kids are terrifying for their parents. They are absolutely, I, my mom went back and forth from like, you can do anything to being like, no, they're going to make fun of you. Don't do that. Like this, this whole, like, 
you have you want them to reach their potential, but you're well aware of what the world is like. And so letting your kid out into the letting your letting your kid who is different out into the world and not just different from the point of view that like he's a black kid. No, he's different even amongst other black kids. And and the parents understanding that even in your own community, you may not be technically safe. So it's a bit that right the the whole thing with the and and here's the thing he his parents are great I, they did the best they absolutely could could they have done better I don't really think so <laughs> the whole building the house thing actually like warmed my heart to no end like the idea that that they really do want him to be happy but at some point you have to let the you have to let them go out and make mistakes and experience the world but just the fear that they have was like, oh, I know that look, <laughs> like, you know, and that's that's something that's very prevalent in the black community, especially if your kid's a black nerd. If you have a blurred for a kid, uh, especially if you were in the 90s, if you grew up like if you were an adult in like the 80s and 90s, it's a whole nother beast knowing your kid is not just different. They different, different, you know. So it's, 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 I love the concept of the show and I love all the layers and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to finish it. I was going to save it for the next time I'm deployed somewhere, but my deployments are done for now. So it's, uh, it's probably going to get got real quick because um, I watched the first episode yesterday and then I had to decide between watching more or playing Tears of the Kingdom. And I am, I'm always like four months behind on video game trends. So I am waist deep in, in uh tears of the kingdom so but no it absolutely this it was the same with um uh, sorry to bother you and the concept of code switching um your personality and little things about yourself to be more successful as a black person in the u.s so it definitely the like chef's kiss for for this show and it also brings me back to a thing with tim burton and his, he's 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 course correcting, which is good, especially with Wednesday. But the idea, this show has a whimsy to it. It has a little whimsy to it that reminds me of something like Big Fish. Oh, um, totally. It, it it may it's it, it it's it, it's got that kind of Tim Burton whimsy. It's kind of, it's got a whimsy to it that you don't see in a lot of black television. Um, that's not animated. A lot of black television, a lot of black television, there's very drama oriented. It's very trauma oriented. So having something like this, that is kind of, it's very absurd. I mean, this is absurd on like one piece levels of absurd almost like, but it works. It works so well, especially with, I can't wait to meet all the characters um, because it just, it just, the, the social commentary is very sharp, but it, but it's it's more it's like it's like he's waving the knife in your face and not stabbing you with it. Oh, don't <laughs> and not worry, stabbing you with it. Don't worry, he gets to that. Let me just tell <laughs> you right now. You talk about this being triggering. Just just <laughs> just you wait. Uh, it, it it is it is whimsical. I'm glad you picked up on that. I had not thought yeah. about the um the Tim Burton connection. Uh, other like Barry Levinson, but you're right. I you know I don't I I don't watch enough black television and and i think i don't realize that a lot of it is so just heavy you know oh yeah 
and and this is it gets heavy at part it's it definitely has moments but overall yeah there is a whimsy there that i think is uh is refreshing so i'm really glad you're enjoying it i don't know eric did you or anybody else watch no that's okay it's still there it's not going anywhere i don't know (laughs) there's no season two confirmed it definitely could continue uh it does not have to i in some ways i'm kind of like I think I I actually wanted to continue because I want this. I want more of this in the world, but if it didn't, it's not like the worst little bubble of a show. It's like a nice little seven, seven issue, seven, seven episode, little like gem. So either way, but I mean, with the writer strike, you know, who knows everything's (laughs) kind of up in the air uh, or at both strikes, I should say. So uh, anyway, yeah, I'm a Virgo uh, Amazon prime plus uh, TV network, whatever. Uh, you got to watch it and um, gosh, hopefully we'll get more. I will just say that when you were saying, if you like social commentary, I really just thought you were going to be like, if you like socialism <laughs> shows for you. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> not the worst idea in what we're dealing with right now. <laughs> Workers. Oh, rights. Dear yeah. Some rights. Uh, Dear listeners, thank you so much for joining us on our podcasting adventures each and every time an episode drops. If it is your first time around, welcome. If it is your manyth time, then welcome back. Uh, If you want to check out our online presence, go to our website, flameonshow.com or... I hate hate actually verbalizing the link tree, but link tr.ee forward slash flameonshow. And uh, you can find all of our links there, whether it is for our uh, for our Threadless shop, for our Twitch channels that have no content on them right now, <laughs> to, uh, yeah, all of that. So check it out, flameonshow.com, and uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. I'm going to go next because my topic is fairly short or or there isn't a, a ton to say about it. 
but it is something that I did get to watch. It is a fairly new release, and uh, I think it is something that if you have not on this cast watched, that you should. And for those of you out there listening, if you have not seen it, you should go and watch it. It is the new comedy special, roughly an hour and 13 and some change minutes, free on the YouTubes. It was on their Patreon page uh, for siblings and relatives of varying degrees prior to the release to the public. But Bob the Drag Queen has released their new comedy special, Woke Man in a Dress. And it was released on June 22nd to uh, correspond with the uh, with Bob's birthday. It came to YouTube within the last, I want to say the last week. I forget what day exactly it was, um, but we're recording this on the 15th. And I want to say it was within the last seven to 10 days. It premiered on YouTube for free. It is... A comedy set that was recorded in Madison, Wisconsin on January, I think he says 14th or 15th. Um, I think the 14th of January, 2023. And Bob dives into a plethora of topics, uh, including life being older than most of the younger kids that are in their kind of range because of drag race uh there were points where eliza was it eliza eliza schlesinger had a netflix uh special called elder millennial this was (laughs) like the next evolution like at least the beginning portion of bob special feels like someone who is now getting to that point where they're Come on, kids, gather around the fire. Let me tell you about when Netflix used to send DVDs and paper envelopes. <laughs> um, there's a lot of a lot of kind of talking about that. Um, there are comical race related commentary and jokes and stories that go with it. Uh, there is one point where there's a a few points during the special where Bob and I will not be trying to recount these jokes because one, I watched this one time. I don't have these things memorized. And two, they would never be as funny coming from me as they would be coming from Bob in the special. So go watch it. If you want to actually see what these, these jokes are, but Bob picks out during a couple different points in the, the special picks out somebody that that they're talking to and kind of bounces back and forth with. And she, (laughs) there's one point where she talks about her mom dropping her off at school and saying, uh, (laughs) kind of yelling out the window after Bob gets out of the car and says, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't make a fool of yourself in front of the, and points to, uh, her palm. And then, you know, she relates that for black people that is shorthand for white people. So it's just, it's, it's a lot of anecdotes. It's a lot of kind of pieces of reminiscing on, on past pop culture, 
like the like the whole thing about Netflix sending you know having your address and sending you a, a DVD of uh, Nutty Professor two and then in a paper thin envelope and then telling you they're going to charge you you know forty thousand dollars if you don't return it on time oh it, it, it hit home and really made me uh, think back to the days where I used to pirate a lot of <laughs> DVDs from Netflix because I had DVD burning software. And I would get three discs at a time because I paid for that plan. And uh, it, yeah, just it, it, it rang true with a lot of things. But it really did make me think of Eliza's Elder Millennial special, which is also a great watch if you've never seen it before. But Bob is just Bob is charismatic. Bob is funny. And I mean, I, I know we all know this because we watched Bob one dominate Drag Race season eight for a measly 10 episodes as they quickly ran through that season, but have also listened to things like race chaser have seen other specials. Um, I believe on Amazon it is free. Uh, Bob's first comedy special is on there. Suspiciously large woman. And if you have not watched that, I also highly recommend that. Uh, but it, it was just a great way to, to see Bob in a different light. The art, I want to say the album art, the thumbnail slash the visual for the cover of the special, Bob looks stunning. And then you watch the special and Bob's in a like blue and yellow um, uh, dress with a little blonde kitty cat wig. And I'm like, damn, going to be comfortable on this and I love it. And uh, yeah, it just overall is a great special. Is free to watch now. Has anybody seen any clips from it? Have you been scrolling through? I'm assuming that you haven't watched the full special, but have you scrolled through social media, seen Bob in that blue and yellow dress and a little blonde kitty cat wig, and then thought she was Monet for a second, and then realized, (laughs) oh no, that's Bob. (laughs) Okay, Monet. Um, But uh, I've seen a couple clips come across um, uh, uh, TikTok, and it's it's always hard to tell though because the thing is, Bob's always funny. Like, there's never. Bob is absolutely hilarious. So I, it's 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 one another one of those things that's on the list, and I'm ninety percent sure it's supposed to storm here, uh, probably tonight. So I might actually just kind of lock myself in, get cozy, and that might be what I watch tonight. Um, but no, Bob, you can't miss with Bob the Dragon. But I've seen a couple of clips that made me really want to go and watch it. Yeah, I the funny part was like I I don't think I realized what the clips were from. Because they put out con- they put out a lot of content. Bob's on TikTok a lot. Um, they have a lot of sibling rivalry stuff that goes out there. So I, I would see clips and I would watch, you know, every so often. So and not realizing that these were from the special. And then I had a bit of I watched two thirds of it or quote unquote watched it while I was working this morning, while I was doing uh, putting people into cadences before I could call them. Uh, it's a good thing about work from home days is that I could do some stuff what I that I normally wouldn't be able to do in the office. But I was hearing these things, like these pieces of, of the show come up, and I was like, wait a minute. I've heard this joke before. Like she talks about winning a hundred thousand dollars on drag race. And like the the crowd cheers, and it's like, yeah, you think that's a lot of money, 
but and then she goes like, like taxes about you know like taxes normal taxes you know you get to a, you know you pay you pay and then you get to a, you make a certain amount of money and they say yeah you're good we'll get you know get get us next time and uh and then she talks about like prize tax which a lot of people don't realize because mm-hmm. you see all these people winning cash and prizes on Price is right and, you know, press your luck in all these places. And they don't realize that you've got to pay a shit ton of tax on what you win when you're on a game show. Especially um, in California. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, like, if you win a car on a game show, you are royally screwed because you got to pay for ta- um, taxes, title, license, like, all of the fees that are associated with buying a car for the car you just won. And it's like, mm, I don't got that kind well, of money. Oprah screwed all those people. i wonder how that is though because like those were gifted versus one like i'm sure i'm sure even so i'm sure oprah would have paid all of those fees though for them but i don't know how that works then maybe yeah i don't know because like i know i i forget where i've seen stuff about like the prize tax and that was like the big eye-opening thing for me maybe it was something on like an adam ruins everything type of um it it, uh it, it depends on the state um and it depends on so i think as far as oprah goes because i think her show is filmed in chicago mm-hmm. um she can lump in you there's a gift tax so a gift tax is where if I bought one of you guys a car or like an apartment or something, you guys, one of you gives me like a dollar and the, and mm. that's, and I, and I say you've paid me something for that. And depending on the state you are, certain states have like a minimum, like with California, uh, the tax title, all that stuff is rolled into the, like uh, it's like ten or fifteen percent of the total cost of the item, and that goes towards the tax and title. So yeah, if on like a fifty thousand dollar car, you know that's still like a couple thousand or a couple hundred that you may not just have lying around. And yeah. uh, the Price is Right, I think, actually situated where you can pay monthly. You can do a monthly payment, uh, and it still is cheaper than just going out and buying a car, but. For Chicago, I think Oprah rolled that tax into their tickets for the show. So she may have invited a bunch of a bunch of teachers and stuff. And I think they still had to pay. They still paid like four to like to be on the sh- like a, a ticket for the show. But it was like ten dollars, fifteen dollars, whatever the minimum gift tax. So that way they're not hit with like a five thousand dollar bill for getting all this free shit. So, but it it really depends on the state, and it depends on who who's giving you the free shit. Yeah, that's what one hundred percent. But that's it's a lot to know, and if you don't know these things, and you're like, you go to, and a lot of the game shows are are filmed in California. Mm-hmm. You go there, and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna be on the show. This is my my live stream. I remember being sick at home, and my grandma watches. You know, Price is Right. Although I will say the the Monday after Bob Barker died, they showed clips from like when he guest hosted or, or did a guest spot on The Price is Right. I just happened to turn it on and was like, oh, that's sad. Uh, but whole other subject right there. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bob Barker. But uh, but yeah, the uh, the whole point of the, the the bit was that, you know, living in New York, when you win that kind of money, 
you know, anywhere else. It's like, a, she's like in Madison, Wisconsin, like here in Madison, that's a down payment on a house. She's like in New York. That's a, uh, that's like a couple of vodka sodas. I was like, Oh yeah. Drink prices in New York. Goddamn. Uh, but yeah, no, overall just hysterical. If you happen to be scrolling through social media and you see Bob in that blue and yellow dress and that little blonde kitty cat, uh, stop, watch it for whatever a couple of minutes at the, the portion that they put out on, social media is get yourself a little flavor of it in thankfully this isn't something that i'm recommending where you'd have to rent it or buy it to watch it so with it being free to watch on youtube if you have access to youtube which most of us do if not all of us i i highly suggest watching it and that is woke man in a dress from bob the drag queen also known as caldwell tdq um, but yeah, so uh, I, I highly recommend it. It was very, very entertaining, and uh, I think everybody should watch it and support Bob. Okay, so that was a, a quick, breezy little topic, and now we've got some uh, news from some uh, presentations. Yes. I guess we will call them. Yeah, <laughs> BJ, that's... what are you talking about? <laughs> that's what they were. So uh, yesterday, um, Nintendo had their Nintendo Direct. Um, their, I guess their fall Nintendo Direct. I think they always do one on September 14th. Um, and not to be outdone, Sony also had their state of play uh, yesterday as well. So it was just kind of a free-for-all of gaming news. And I was just going to run down through some of the... Uh, I'll start with Sony because that's what I'm mostly excited about. Um, so Sony, they have a release date for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is the Final Fantasy VII remake uh, game series. Uh, February 29th, 2024. And it looks absolutely fucking gorgeous. Um, all my favorite characters are coming to this one. Cat Sith... Um, and Vincent Valentine, Sid, although they didn't show Sid, so I'm a little bit reluctant and wondering if Sid's going to show up in this one. Um, but the game, the first Final Fantasy VII remake and Final Fantasy VII um, inter, Intergram and Intercal um, DLC for that first one, Chef's Kiss, absolutely wonderful game. I can't wait for this one. Um and then they also had uh, some more information on Marvel Spider-Man 2, um, the best Spider-Man game. Uh, it's uh, Insomniac by Insom developer Insomniac Games. Uh, so they talked about the city traversal. They are unlocking two more boroughs so that you get the full New York experience. That We've got Queens and we've got uh, Brooklyn. Uh, and you can switch Brooklyn. between miles. <laughs> everybody, everybody, <laughs> when you say Brooklyn. Um, All right, real quick, before the reason I do that, just to give context for anybody listening, if you watch um, some of the Drag Race like uh, recap videos, like the, the comedy ones, there is one where Jiggly Caliente in season four. I think when they're rehearsing for the wrestling challenge, it hits is hitting the the top rope of the wrestling ring, and she yells Brooklyn. So anytime I hear Brooklyn now, it just I hear Jiggly Caliente <laughs> yelling. Well, no, Miles did that in one, of, and I think in, in one of the um, 
one of the Spider-Verse movies. He's like, so he's like swinging through Brooklyn and he's like, Brooklyn. So it's a thing. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a thing. I should probably ask my sister. She actually lived in Brooklyn. I I don't I don't know why it's a thing, but apparently it actually is a thing. And some people have been very excited to add to add more to the map because I think you were mostly just in Manhattan and Harlem um in the last one. In the last two Spider-Man games. So um but no, no, I'm super excited about this one. Um I've already pre-ordered it. It's October twentieth, so in a in a, in a a little bit over a month. Um Beyond, beyond, beyond excited. Um, and then uh, the next up was the Resident Evil 4 Remake DLC. Um, and a Resident Evil 4 VR mode, which is, I'm not doing that. It'll give me nightmares for forever because I will say the Resident Evil, the new, the new Resident Evil games are pretty fucking terrifying. Um, and that's really it, really, for uh, PlayStation. They have an Avatar game. I really don't know why Avatar is still a thing. I just, I don't. I feel nothing. It's I, like forty-seven I go, more movies coming, so I go they're dry. trying to keep it a thing for a long time. I go dry. I don't know. I just—it's <laughs> nothing particularly exciting. Um, they are releasing uh, PlayStation Fives and DualSense controllers with new colors, uh, and then before this dropped, they uh, announced the PlayStation Portal, which is weird. Because it's a streaming device that links to your PS5. It does not play its own games. It doesn't, you can't download games to it. Um, it's only about $200. So they're not really trying to compete with like the, uh, the uh, Steam Deck and uh, the ROG Ally. They're not, they're not trying to compete with the handheld market really. So it's, it's more of just like something you... Because you, I've done remote play on my laptop with my PS5 while I've been traveling, and it's not terrible, but this is supposed to be better, question mark, depending on your internet. So It just looks like a Switch, basically. It's but it's, pretty, just, it's just you're just streaming your PS5 to... Yeah, it's, and they, they do have a proprietary link system called PlayStation Link, and it's what all the headphones and everything will link to your PlayStation via whatever this... Uh, specialized link system will be so uh, i mean i travel a lot so i'm kind of keeping an eye on it um but right now my laptop it more than does more than the work it's a gaming laptop it does great i've recorded episodes of the podcast on this so it's not really if by some miracle let, let's say let's say the government doesn't shut down and i'm not hurting for money in like six months um yeah you know, maybe, maybe it could be a frivolous purchase five years down the road. Did um, they, um, as part it? of that? Oh, sorry. No, I was going to make a, a, a joke about if you aim it at the wall, does a blue ring open up where you can step through? <laughs> does it? Uh, oh, we love our portal humor. Did um, did what you call it? Did they did they tie in the Chromecast or uh, Google TV, whatever, with this at all? No, it, it literally will only it like it will it will only work it, it'll only work off whatever apps you have on your PlayStation. And it only it doesn't stream to other devices. It only it only links to your PlayStation and links directly to your system. So whatever games and stuff you have on your PS5 or in your library digitally on your PS5, not on the portal. Uh, cuz the portal will not 
store any in store games. It's strictly a streaming device. It will only work if it's linked to your uh, PlayStation via the internet. Okay. Cause so, they were uh, around the time they did the state of play. They were saying like, Oh, there's functionality now in the Google TV. So you can stream like the thing you've had that you stream to your laptop. I've tried it before too. And like with a, it even works. They even had it working with a PS4 at one point and still, um, yeah, it wasn't great. Like it's fine. It's yeah. definitely, you're losing resolution. You're losing, uh, a little bit of de- a little bit of lag, a little bit of delay yeah. in there because you're going to. But man, every company is trying to make the streaming gaming work. It's so funny, and like Google, like smartly, kind of eventually is like, you know what, Stadia is not going to happen. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> here's your money. Not only do you get to keep all the shit you bought because of you know there's like the ecosystem. You got to buy the the controller or cartridge, not cartridge controller. They're like, oh, we're going to refund all of it you you paid because it just didn't happen. So anyway, I just it's oh man, it's so fun. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's wild, and and I will say uh, I've heard nothing but good things about the Backbone um, phone connector, so you can stream your PlayStation games directly into your through your phone through your phone network too. Um, so I mean, heavy data charges possibly, but so yeah, there's there's ways around it. It'll be interesting to see when you have people play testing the PlayStation portal outside of a perfected network. Cause right now they're only playing them like at PlayStation headquarters through their, their wireless internet and all that. So it'll be interesting to see what the actual reviews are like. Um, but so yeah, that's it for PlayStation. There wasn't a ton. It was, it was a short honorable mentions there. Uh, really none. <laughs> There's hell divers too, which is, um, uh, Kind of like uh, Starship Troopers um, and Tales of a uh, Tales of Game Tales of Arise, um, but other than that, um, moving there on. There was also to- a really creepy indie game that they started it with called Baby Steps. Oh, that was weird. Yeah, yeah, I did guy, not like that. Yeah, it's just it's I I don't know what that is. I think it might be like some game where you don't actually move. You have to like move. You have to like learn how to walk essentially so yeah i don't i didn't like that that was that was weird um but moving on to nintendo nintendo also had they had some really good announcements but not a ton one of the biggest things that they announced that people have been wanting for forever paper mario the thousand year door remake on switch on nintendo switch um i have a very bitter relationship with paper mario they were supposed to do a sequel to Mario RPG, um, and they scrapped it for Paper Mario, so Paper Mario can suck a bu- bunch of dicks. Um, but they have the Super Mario RPG remake coming out November seventeenth for the Switch, which I have already pre-ordered. Um, it's and it was done by Square back when Square was called Square and not Square Enix. Um, so yeah, it was that was that was announced. That was given a, a release date F zero ninety nine which is out now, uh, and it's literally you can play F-Zero with up to 99 people online. Um, yeah, it's like we, a Battle Royale style. They've, yeah. done this, they've done this with a couple other games. Like, this is Mario. They did it maybe. with Tetris. Yeah, did they do it with yeah. Mario Kart 2 maybe? I don't know. They've done it with a few games, and I love it because Battle Royales are a, a very, very, very popular type of game. So uh, why not take your old IP and just – make it all shiny and uh, new again. And, and and I'm an F-Zero nut. I love that game. I don't know why. I do not play racing games. This is not something <laughs> I ever really was that interested in. Uh, I mean, Pulp Vision, older ones, sure. But F-Zero, for some reason, 
my, I was my brother and I, we just played that a lot. So I was very excited. I haven't <laughs> bought it or whatever yet. Oh no, it's free if you're a online. Yeah. If you're online. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but it's exciting. I was that, 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 oh, and I, and I will say BJ, I'm sorry about your experience with paper Mario, but <laughs> it is a great RPG in its own right. Even if it's like kind of funky and weird. And I I've also heard- really would have liked a sequel to uh, Mario RPG. So, I mean, yes, uh, but oh my gosh, uh, it looks beautiful. It looks awesome. I'm very like these uh, dusting off and rejuvenations of these great uh, Mario RPGs that are out there. Oh my God. I'm just, I love those games. They need yeah. to port the ones from the 3DS or the, or maybe the DS before oh, because the Mario and Luigi ones. Those were amazing too. And then they were so nice and portable. Like uh, I hate that the, the DS are those on the virtual store. I, I oh, think, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Ma- are they? I think Mario and Luigi, at least the ones that were on Gay Boy advanced, I believe they are, oh. they are on there. And I think they did a remaster right. of Mario and Luigi, one of the Mario and Luigi games. Cause I think there were like three or four of them. So I will um, look into definitely that. look that up. Um, but speaking of Mario, um, the Mario uh, Mario Kart Eight has had a ton of DLC. The final booster pack um, wave uh, comes out this holiday season. A couple more tracks. Um, you can play as Pauline as one of the racers, uh, and then we've got Princess Pe- Princess Peach Showtime. Uh, Princess Peach has only had one other solo game. And that was for, I believe, Nintendo DS or Game Boy Advance, one of the two. Um, but yeah, she's DS, got a... I DS it was. Yeah, it was DS. Um, yeah. yeah, so the gameplay completely changes uh, with her outfits, as you know, any any good lady um, does. <laughs> they haven't learned, have they? No. Because the Princess Peach game, her four like main powers were based off of emotions, <laughs> so she would get angry and like she would fill with rage and like run through and like set things on fire or she would cry and like water water flowers um so now her new game is based off of her outfit choice it's her the ribbons so she gets this and whatever ribbon is in her hair um transforms her which is a little bit not more even like a whole Mario. lot of accessories I mean, Mario. Mario is essentially a furry now. We're just we're just accepting that he turns into an elephant. He's been a tanuki. He's been a frog. Scaly. Um, yeah, Mario. Mario is a furry. Princess Peach actually like you know wears designer outfits. So um, I'm wait. I've already. I think I may have sent y'all a "Here Comes the Hurricane Bitch" uh, montage of her transforming into a couple of her outfits. Um, so yeah, the, I'm I'm interested in seeing how that shakes out. I'm, I mean, I, I actually I liked the other Princess Peach game. I thought it was hilarious. I don't think I found it hilarious for the reasons the developers thought I should. But um, it'll be it'll be interesting. And then we've got a remake of Luigi's Mansions Two, Man, Luigi's Mansion Two. Um, and then one of my favorite game series, which are just, it's just ridiculous. And I love playing it at parties, uh, a new WarioWare game, WarioWare Move It, which is supposed to have over 2000 like mini games, um, thrown at you randomly. So, um, yeah, that's really it for Nintendo. Uh, everybody, ever since I got my switch OLED, 
everybody was like, why did you do that? They're going to announce the Nintendo Switch 2. Supposedly, during GamesCon, they had a closed-door meeting where they they revealed it to a couple of developers, like uh, high-ranking CEOs and stuff. I don't believe it. I will believe it when I see it, but uh, there were rumblings that they were going to announce it at this Nintendo Direct, and they did not. So... No, there's... There's so many. <laughs> the Nintendo is known for its tight lip security, but there's so many game devs leaking right now about like the Switch Two, whatever, whatever Electric Boogaloo, right? It's 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 definitely a thing that's real. I just I'm I'm waiting to see who the actual first like like official like no they they are they are verified leaker uh, versus the official announcement. But in Nintendo Direct, it's a weird thing they do. I like it in some ways, especially when it's like and it's available now, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. But um, I, they'll they'll save that for a big a big game conference or something. Yeah, and then um, uh, only other I, thing it, they. The important thing that came out of this. Here it is. Yes. My favorite part, (laughs) because I'm not a big collector, but they announced a handful of new amiibos that will be coming out in the not too distant future. And there were some other ones. I don't. I don't remember them. There is, yeah, there's other from other games. Great, they're uh, there. Sora from Kingdom Hearts. You put respect on his name, sir. Sure. Okay. Great. <laughs> uh, but, and we knew these were coming. This is these weren't surprises. Yeah. We just knew that they were coming around the holiday, like holiday 2023. They unveiled the actual figures and the release dates for Zelda. And the rejuvenated, replenished Master Sword amiibo, and Big Daddy Ganondorf. Daddy Dorf. Daddy Dorf. Daddy Dorf. Demon Daddy uh, Dorf. I love Demon Daddy Dorf. Seventeen dollars for Zelda, twenty dollars for for Daddy Dorf, and they are available for pre-sale right now. So, if anybody out there would like to buy me a late birthday present. Or early Christmas presents. <laughs> I I wear a size Zelda or Daddy Dorf amiibo. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious what these things will drop in game, because usually there is something associated with like each amiibo and what it will drop. Uh, so I am very intrigued if they are going to. I, I know you're going to touch on on the other portion of kind oh, of yeah. Zelda news. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if they may add something small in for either of these two amiibos since they are they're kind of hyping these two up. You know, these have been talked about. They are they're not just Yeah, they announced you know, I still kinda want the Link one, but I haven't it's not something that's been on my oh my god, I must buy it list. But the Zelda and the Ganon ones I definitely want. Yeah. Um but no, yeah. So they and they did announce, as far as Zelda Tears of the Kingdom goes, that they will not be releasing any DLC for it because they are ready to kind of move on from uh, this world. Uh, however, uh, to a new game. Well, to a new game completely. Um, uh, although I've noticed, though, like for instance, the um, you can unlock the emblems, the trans- transport sigils, and that was a DLC in the first game. So honestly, I feel like they don't need to. 
Well, ev- a- everything that was almost everything that was DLC in uh, Breath of the Wild was findable in Tears of the Kingdom. I think the Xenoblade stuff is the Xenoblade stuff and the Nintendo Switch shirt. I think might be the only things that are not actually in Tears yeah. of the Kingdom. But so, everything else that was DLC that was added in DLC, all the like Midna's helmet, like all the the accessories and armor pieces and all of that are in Tears of the Kingdom already. Yeah, I'm a little sad though. So I saw that that was like reported. And I think from one of the developers, it wasn't like an official Nintendo statement. This is just the developer speaking about it, saying we've done what we wanted to do. We, we want to move on to a new game, which is great. I mean, if we don't go seven years between Zelda games, I'll be very happy. <laughs> but I also think that like there is uh, there is stuff that they could like have done with the sky islands or like there is something that they could have added on. And you know, us bitches would have bought that shit up 20 they, bucks. <laughs> they it, absolutely know leaving money on the table. It, it's it's I'm, I'm, I'm sad about this, honestly, because like, unless the new hardware, unless and this is probably what it is, the new, the team, the, the big team, like they're moved on to the new hardware. They're making the next Zelda, right? Fine. But like, oh, this is such a rich world. There's so much you can do. And unlike previous Zeldas that also had rich worlds, this one's just got so many things that you could just bolt in and, and add storylines. And I think back when Breath of the Wild came out, they're like, oh, we should make this an MMO. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're looking at the success of like Final Fantasy 14 and then all the other MMOs. They're going, oh, maybe this is something we could do. But with with all the parental controls nonsense figured Please out. So. No. Well, I, no. listen listen <laughs> you 14 has shown that if you don't want to deal with other people you really don't have to there's ways to do this but yeah i don't know like i i just i want more of that world i'm sad that that if that is indeed confirmed which again i was like how are they going to put this in the nintendo direct but um yeah i'm sad i and not like i finished this current one but i just i, I no i don't want to i don't want to let it go I, you don't want it to be over i get it i get it it's it's phenomenal yeah. I, I i'm having fun but at the same time i'm that meme uh that shows melissa joan hart from sabrina and they're bringing all of the pancakes to her and she's like i can't and and that is me in this fucking game. My bless my roommates because literally I was like, I need to go here and get arrows so I can go into the depths to find something. And 20 minutes later, my roommate comes in and she goes, have you gotten your arrows yet? And I'm like, God damn it. And I literally turn, I teleported to a shop. I take two steps out and I'm like, Oh, I've got a bunch of light emblems. Let me go. Let me go get my my stamina and my hearts up. I do that. Oh look, there's a cave unlocked right next to the goddamn statue, and I'm not gonna ignore it. So I go wandering in a cave for an hour, and she comes back again, and she goes, "Get your arrows now." It's <laughs> like, oh, so yeah. So I am. Please don't give me any more. Please. <laughs> I don't need any more. Have you <laughs> have you finished any of the temples? I j- so I've gotten the master sword. I've, I've gotten a master sword. I've unlocked almost all. I've unlocked all the fairies except for one, and I've Got done it. 
two temples. I just finished the water temple. So what was your other one? Uh, the air temple. I did the air. I did wind. the air one yeah. first. The wind temple. Okay. So yeah, wind temple is usually the the first one for most people because of, of that traversal mechanic you get from it. So um, yeah, but then I get lost in the depths until I die, and I'm too scared to go anywhere else. So I finish the I finish the overworld map. I finish the sky map. I just need to finish the depths map because I'm insane when it comes to map finishing. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I don't need any more. It's 120 light routes. I don't. A lot of time spent in the depths. I don't need any. I hate the depths. (laughs) I'll I'll say it. Like, there's a lot of great stuff down there. I love it. But goddamn, that's what made me get the game. Why do you hate it so? I just, I, it is not my favorite part. It's not for the faint of heart. I think I I can just zone out and run around doing dumb jump around the gloom find the, the next light route like i just that's so cathartic not that cathartic therapeutic as this running casual-ish around. game thing i don't know i i love it running around in the dark yeah, i mean i went through and got all 120 like i've lit up the entire depths i did all 152 shrines i still have like 60 or 70 side quests to do and I'm not I like in these games I'm not necessarily a completionist. Like I I went back and played Breath of the Wild a little bit um a couple of weeks ago and was like, wow, there's still a bunch of shit that I have not done in this game. <laughs> I also have not finished the trial of the sword. You know, if there was at least one thing that they could give me in, in Tears of the Kingdom is some way to not have the Master Sword run out of power. That is not the trial of the sword again, because <laughs> goddamn it, I I will never do that. But I there's just something about the depths that I'm just like I don't know I don't I don't love it but I, I traverse it's, it I go through it's spooky. it is what you it don't is. like spooky stuff ah yeah it's not even so much that it's spooky it's just that like some of this shit is just hard like and I, I even for having like all the lights of blessings and you can't get full stamina and full hearts in this game and that makes me so mad because you either have you're either short two hearts and full stamina or your full hearts and short two bars of stamina. And it's so frustrating <laughs> that that's how they do this fucking game. But, but anywho, but the, the I'm, I'm waiting for you guys to finish this game so we can discuss how I want to be a slight furry because of, of this game. <laughs> slight. Slight. Just slight. Slight. That's how it starts, buddy. It's a slippery slope. You, you, Just you. You look a little too long at the Zonai, and then all of a sudden you're like, you're like, oh hey, Beast from Beauty and the Beast is looking pretty cute too. So no, don't don't start. There's, there's just a headpiece I want. There's just a headpiece that I That's want. That's how it starts. It's true. That's just it's a gateway. It's a gateway. That's what everybody that owns a fur suit says. I just want a piece. I just, I just want, want a tail. The piece. I just I want just, the paws. It's a <laughs> So well, this but, doesn't have paws, so <laughs> it would have claws if anything. But, but I don't uh, want that. I just want the headpiece because it is fucking cool. <laughs> but yeah, honorable mention. Uh, they're doing a Contra um, re-release, uh, Contra remake, and that's really it. There's a couple little bits. I've I've posted both of uh, as of this recording, uh, the day of this recording. I've posted both directs onto our Facebook. Um, so feel free to go on there and comment with stuff you're excited for. Feel free to drag us for stuff that we like. 
feel free to make fun of Pat for wanting to be a Zonai furry. It's completely fine. It's acceptable. Um, we still love him and we still care about him for it. So I will send him some art. I'm sure he will be disgusted by it and quietly save it a folder. Um, <laughs> but with that, that's that's all I got for the for the game stuff. I will just say if a Contra remake does not include the Konami code to get 30 fucking lives, <laughs> then it, then they can just keep it. Then I don't want it. And no one should have it because God damn it. If you're going to do it, do it right or don't do it at all. <laughs> Anywho, thank you for the video game report, PJ. <laughs> Remember, dear listeners, if you would like to check out our all of our stuff, including our thread of the shop, check out playmonshow.com. All right, let's do a quick round of our one-ups. These are the things that are giving us life at this current moment in a pop culture sphere. And I will throw it back over to Eric. What is giving you life, life, life? So I saw a trailer for a new uh, TV series coming to Disney Plus and Hulu. Uh, It is a new live-action Goosebumps series. Um, it's being produced by uh, the same people who did the two movies that came out in 2015 and 2018. It is a new storyline uh, involving five teenagers unleashing all of the goosebump scaries. Uh, and it's actually um, kind of a generation thing because it has to do with things their parents did back in the day uh and so now so people the kids our are age <laughs> yeah <laughs> does ben platt play one of the teenagers no that okay, would really good. be scary <laughs> the, the only uh cast member i recognize uh the name of is justin long he's in it oh um, no nice. and uh on wikipedia the cast list also includes uh, not the person voicing him, but just list Slappy the Dummy is also set to appear. <laughs> Enjoyable. But that comes out uh, mid-October. Nice. So new goosebumps. Brian, what is giving you life? I just finished season two of the Foundation series on Apple TV and I can now say definitively that it is batshit crazy. I I am very torn. I kind of want you guys to watch this at some point. But I, I loved quite a lot of what they did. I did not love a few things that they decided to do. I think it ends in a place of, you know, I, I mean, there's certainly got a story they're trying to tell that's like, many seasons like i think goyer said uh, eight seasons so i wanted to finish because uh, a lot of books and uh not that that matters because honestly a lot of the stuff they're doing not in the books at all but it's delightful in many ways it's probably the best like far-flung sci-fi out there right now of like i don't know how many other sci-fi shows we're, we're kind of we're really doing anything like this uh so if you're into robots and and, and long galaxy epic uh universe spanning like time dilated shenanigans with naked lee pace butt occasionally and uh oh, hey. sexy time with other people i 
uh yeah this is it this is what you got and it's you got to watch oh and there's a queer storyline oh it's mm, so good and again asimov did not write anything queer uh uh, but he uh, he should have, and maybe uh, this is going to help uh, do some justice. Uh, but just a delightful love story between these two men. That is, uh, you know, it's a it's it's a sci-fi epic love story in the midst of, or it's, it's an epic queer love story in the midst of a bigger epic sci-fi thing. So you, yeah, it you'll you'll have to see how that goes for them. Uh, but yeah, Foundation it just wrapped season two. I don't know if there's a season three. I don't think anybody knows what anything is going to happen uh, soon, but uh, <laughs> you've got plenty of time is my guess to go back and watch these shows. And uh, no, no, none of you watch this, right? I, I'm the only one obsessed. No, because and- you haven't shared your Apple plus. Oh, it's not well. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> are they one of the ones that's like uh, getting a little tight on security? I think they are. Netflix. Uh, I think Apple does too. But anyway, yeah, I, uh, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I, I haven't gotten booted up yet. I don't watch Apple. Uh, TV plus a lot. So I don't, I don't so far. So good. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been kicked off without a, that sharing. Although the person whose account it is, will be living here in two weeks. So won't be such a big deal anymore. Um, all right. Foundation phenomenal BJ. What is giving you life? Uh, just a sprinkling of things. Uh, today they announced that one piece live action series is getting a season two. Can't wait. Um, I mean, granted, we got to wait for, you know, the strike and everything. To, but in other news, I am uh, they are in the middle of season two of Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, which is kind of a dark fantasy, modern day dark fantasy um, uh, uh, codename Sorcerer Fight. It's got a lot of big brain uh, ideas in it as far as like the idea of the general consciousness creating all sorts of nasties for people to deal with uh, but it is very it is very good very dark some fantastic character uh writing in the show um absolutely wonderful story uh so perfect time uh, i think season two should be ra- or season yeah season two should be wrapped by the time halloween rolls around um so it would be if you start with season one it you would wrap up just in time, they also have a movie out uh, that's up on Crunchyroll, but it is really good. Um, if I could, if I can harangue any one of you into watching it, it would be Brian. I think Brian would actually get a kick out of some of the concepts in it. Um, but yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen, absolutely go watch it. It is up on Funimation and it is up on Crunchyroll. Very nice. All right, for me couple of quick things. One, um, Hugh Jackman is getting a divorce, so uh, he's going to be back on the market. So <laughs> maybe have a shot. Just, uh, <laughs> um, no, I wanted to uh, shout out Janelle Monet. She's on the Age of Pleasure tour. I saw her last night. Um, so part of why I'm a little, little uh, sluggish today overall is... Uh, I, I enjoyed myself at a concert on a Thursday night. I don't know who I am, some 20 year old, but I knew. Uh, Is Ben Platt going to play you in a movie? Yes. <laughs> going to a concert <laughs> on, on a Thursday night. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't look that rough. Damn. <laughs> but uh, I I knew that uh, the, the, uh, the musicians on this uh, episode would enjoy 
that she had three, uh, I believe they're all woodwind instruments. She had a trumpet, a trombone, and a very large saxophone. I don't remember what kind those are, but not like your standard saxophone, but it looked like a saxophone on lots of uh, performance enhancing drugs. Probably a baritone. That, yeah. she's, she's taking a baritone sax. With, I think when we saw her in Orlando, I think she had a berry. But probably. I don't know. It just looked like it was like it had been working out a lot. <laughs> and then saying it was all natural on Twitter, but having lots of it was a, it was liver king. It was a saxophone that pretended like that was the liver king that, oh, this is an all natural lifestyle, but really is paying like hundreds of thousands of dollars for steroids. Um so and, it, and they were all played by black women, which I thought was even fucking more fantastic. Um, and I know that she is. I mean, the video for Electric Lady it, it essentially centers around a uh, black marching band. Like it, it just phenomenal. And as always, puts on an amazing show. I haven't listened to The Age of Pleasure all that much since it came out. I've listened to it. Full, like fully through probably two or three times and i think i was playing zelda at the time so i don't listen to the, i don't listen to video game music usually when i'm playing video games which i know some people in this podcast are probably get a little upset about but i like to listen to other music. Game. <laughs> <laughs> some video uh, game music is amazing and should be listened to all the time but some is yeah old and repetitive zelda the rapper zelda's falls in the former it is, should be listened to all the time. In fact, I do. Have you seen on YouTube the Zelda like ambient little videos, and you can just listen to whatever Any random piano happening while I'm walking around the house? Nah, it's delightful. I've seen that. I've seen like a hundred Zelda facts to fall asleep to as well. Like I don't know. I just I don't know. Like there are certain things, and I mean, like there now that there's voice acting, it's a little bit different because there are points where I do need to stop my music and listen to the game. Uh, and I will say that when I got to the final. When I, I was when when my friend Chris was here visiting, I beat the game and it was like eleven eleven thirty at night and we we didn't go out that night and I just I was playing the game and like he got to watch a lot of me playing Zelda while he was here for a month. But uh, and started I think started to actually kind of get into like what the story was and was keeping track of it. But there is a point when you get to when you're progressing towards the end the actual end game that the music ramps up and gets louder and more intense and it's a very like visceral reaction and i was like what the fuck is going on right now but i i that's neither here nor there janelle Monet, age of pleasure uh watching her perform it live and she performed 10 of the songs uh, was it, it made me want to go and really listen to and pay attention to the lyrics and really spend some time with the album. So I was very excited to do that and and watch the show. Um, and it, it was it, it it was a great experience. And I know that we try to keep it to things that we can everybody can enjoy. If she is coming to your town, if she still has a stop on your on, on her tour, that you can see her. If there's tickets available, go check it out. Um, and yeah, the other thing that I want to mention is another tour. Kesha has renamed her tour from the gag order tour to the only love tour um, because life is short and valuable. And as a message that Janelle said in her uh, at her show last night, when it comes down to it, you need to really just kind of embrace the love and embrace the the positive that's going on. 
and Kesha made the announcement that she was changing the tour name to the Only Love Tour to celebrate her, you know, her freedom and her her kind of rebirth. And it, it really just kind of hit home that after everything that's been going on in her life and her career, that she's finally at a point where she's getting away from all of that and can be who she wants to be. So those were two kind of music pieces that, that I was very excited about. And I, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see her in November. Uh, Postal service is coming up in just under a month. I think I'm seeing them on Chris's. No, I think I actually think I'm seeing them on your birthday, BJ. Um, the, if I'm not mistaken, I think the tickets are for the 11th. I'll be in San Francisco and going to see them at the Greek and, uh, yeah, lots of music stuff coming up next. Uh, Janelle was last night. Postal service slash death cap for cutie is next month. And then I have Liz fair's 30th anniversary for exile and guyville tour and Kesha just days apart. And then in December, I'm going to see Damien rice for his first trip to the U S in like eight years. Um, so lots of great music stuff going on. If you haven't listened to any of those artists, go check them out. Let me know what you think. But that does wrap up our episode here. Thank you, gents, for joining me on this pop culture ride. Uh, again, check us out online, flameonshow.com. Let us know what you think about the topics that we talked about. If there are things that you would like to uh, chime in in the conversation, email us. Hit us up on social media. We love to hear from you. But until next time, dear listeners. Bye, bitches. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.